episode of the Menswear Style Podcast. I'm your host, Pete Brooker. Today, I'm talking to the founder of Endure Skincare, Chris Gregory. Chris uh, had a career as a pro beach volleyball athlete for England. And having traveled the world and visited every continent over years of competing, the impact of exposure to a range of warm and cold weather environments on his skin condition was evident enough to start this brand. And we're going to hear his story now. Here is Chris Gregory to tell us about Endure Skincare and himself in his own words. Background in a nutshell, I was a full-time athlete, performance athlete. I played beach volleyball for England for well, best part of 10 years, um, which was, yeah, incredible experience, incredible time. Uh, I went to the Commonwealth Games in 2018 uh, on the Gold, Gold Coast in Australia with um, Team England and sort of slowly started to come away from, from beach volleyball after that and started trying to think about kind of what was next and what I wanted to do. And yeah, three years later, here we are. <laughs> okay, so how old are you now, if you don't mind me asking? I'm 32. So you're yeah. 32. So retired from beach volleyball. And now we're into the next phase of your life, which is endure skincare. So perhaps we can talk about where you got the ideas and, and how long have you been thinking about this as a project? Yeah, uh, there are a lot of kind of factors behind like the inspiration for the brand um, and for the concept as well. But it's largely stemmed from personal experience and that time that I had competing and traveling like the world playing beach volleyball. It was a lot of exposure to the sun, a lot of travel. And we also came back to the UK during the winter for the off season, which meant we sort of trained in quite cold conditions as well. And I think once I stopped playing, I, I realized that I, I had quite bad, like sun damaged skin. Um, and that that exposure and sort of the stress that came with traveling and things had had started to show. It's probably what sort of... What sort of sorry? What sort of things can show up on your skin to the effects of sun damage? I mean, photo aging, like um, sort of UVA, UVB exposure all year, but obviously especially under the sun, will accelerate aging and break down um, sort of elastin and collagen in the lower layers like, of your skin. Right. That's when like the structure starts to change. So, that, I mean, I noticed that, and I started to think about like a kind of what. I take better care of my skin um going forwards i felt like there wasn't a lot out there of of good quality that was completely natural um for men so that was a big part of the inspiration behind it definitely and what kind of ingredients are we looking at within the endure skincare so what is so what is the usp for this for this brand uh, I mean, firstly, it's definitely a bit of an, an unusual concept. I think that I wanted to make it sort of simple, um, but effective. Mm. And I wanted to structure it around routine because I think coming from performance sport, a lot of what we did day to day was really sort of structured around routines and keeping consistent routines for, for a result. Uh, down to the smallest things like, you know, sleep patterns and nutrition. And I've got a background in nutrition, which is another part of the inspiration behind the brand hydration and and tr the way we train so like warm-ups warm-downs just really being consistent so i wanted to base it around routine for consistency and then results right um so what I've, what we've done is is created formulas um based on conditions so we've got warm weather creams for, for daytime and for night 
So there's like protection and nourishment and recovery. And then also for cold weather as well. So there's a consistent sort of all year round use behind the idea, which is the first thing. And then the second thing is, um, yeah, the ingredients. I mean, we've got quite a broad spectrum of, of ingredients. And I think the exciting thing um, for the formulas is that we've got a lot of natural ingredients that are kind of just emerging and they're called sort of new era plant derived actives. Right. Um, there's a lot of them and they're not all in, they're not all in every formula. They're, they're sort of allocated to certain formulas based on what properties they've got. Right. How much learning did you have along the way with this? So as you're, you have the idea first, I take it, and then you kind of go into the weeds with what can work, what formulas you need, et cetera, to get the results that you want from the brand. So how long are you kind of, in the in the uh, in the research phase for this yeah i mean it was a huge learning curve everything's been a learning curve and it will continue to be but that's been a really exciting part of it um i mean i've been on, on my own from the beginning and really knowing nothing about the industry nothing about the science and yeah just working very closely with with labs and reaching out to people and networking to kind of learn as much as possible yeah um, so yeah, huge learning curve. And when it came to the formulas and the ingredients, I spoke to a number of different labs across Europe. I want to keep it within Europe. Across, yeah, I think France, Italy, Greece, uh, Belgium was one, um, UK as well, and then Germany. And it's being made in Germany. Right. So once I found this lab in Germany, they're a small lab, and told them about the project. Um, it was yeah, I knew straight away that they were the ones I wanted to work with. And did you find the labs came back to you, like the various different ones came back with research that you could reconcile with other labs and they kind of go, yep, that's right, what they're saying is good. Or did you find that some labs kind of disagreed with each other and said, oh, actually, no, this product and this ingredient does this and you might want to go in this direction? So when I spoke to all of the labs about the specs of what I wanted to do in the concept, one thing that I was adamant about is I wanted it to be 100% natural. And some labs came back and said that there are some challenges with that and it's going to be more costly. It's going to take more time. And for sure it can be more complex and is more complex than using synthetic ingredients. But the lab in Germany, they, they liked the project itself. And I think that's part of why they were quite keen to take it on. Um, and they said that they could do it. So but about a lab in Belgium as well said, um, you know, it would be no problem for them either. But I think I just knew straight away with the relationship that we kind of had from from the start that they were the right lab. Right. Did you get a chance to go over there or was the, the pandemic too much of a hindrance? Yeah, I mean, I started, this has been in the making for over a year now. Yeah. So it really sort of started to happen in, in the peak of when COVID hit and the pandemic hit. So fortunately, obviously, they were able to kind of move forward with it and, and start like formulation and testing phases. Um, but because of that, yeah, I haven't been, been over there yet, which is a shame, but definitely planning to go over around the first, around the launch, um, right. which is in January next year. Okay. Another huge thing that I learned very quickly about the industry and the options when it came to the approach of starting this was the difference between white labeling and private labeling. And I've, I had no idea at the time what white labeling was. I'm sure many people do, but for those that don't, 
white labeling is essentially taking a formula that already exists. So it's already been made. It's already out there sort of in the market, I guess, and putting your brand and your kind of dialogue over that. So when I found out about this, I, I knew from the beginning that I didn't want to go down the white labeling route. It's not for me to say what's right or wrong, but in my mind, I think what white labeling meant was that you can have a formula that already exists and someone could be paying a hundred pounds for it somewhere. And then they could be paying 20 pounds for the same formula somewhere else, depending on how a brand is positioned right. and priced that product. And I really wanted to start from scratch and build something, the concept's unique. So for me, the formulas had to be unique and for that purpose. So it's been more costly and taken more time. But I think one thing that we are quite proud of at Endure is that our formulas don't exist anywhere else. Um, and, and we own them. So we're quite excited about that as well. Excellent. And white labeling is can definitely be an option. It's an option for a lot of people that want to start a brand and kind of test the water first with, you know, what they're doing. And then they might move on to sort of private labeling uh, later. But white labeling is essentially buying the license to use a formula that's already out there. So does that mean yeah. you have the patent on this formula? Is that, or is that something else? Uh, I'm not sure patent's the right word, but, but we, but we own, we own our formulas. Yeah. So no, no one else can, can legally replicate them. And if they wanted to replicate them, they'd have to get like the ratios and the formula right anyway. So if they wanted to use the formula, then it would require um, buying the license for it. But again, I don't think that's something that we're going to consider. And so you've already had like the, the products in your hands, I take it. So you've already seen it. What was that like, that moment, that first moment of getting the finished article in your hand? Yeah, I mean, I guess the first thing is, whilst I was playing beach volleyball and through most of my 20s, it wasn't something that I necessarily thought about skincare. Um, we did use sunscreen, like sort of basic sunscreen whilst we were out there competing. But I guess because I had nothing of to really compare it to, of like great quality to compare it to, I was, I was blown away really by the quality of, of the creams when it came to like the feel, the absorption, um, and how sort of re refreshing it was like from the get-go, which was, which was nice. Um, and it's taken, yeah, over a year of back and forth of just fine-tuning the formulas, um, testing, um, yeah, to get to work, to get to the finished product now. Nice. That's been a process. Yeah. And you, you mentioned nutrition there as well. As, were there anything that you took from your studies in nutrition that you're still working on at the moment that you could impart into the brand Endure? Yeah, definitely. I mean, this nutrition has always been something that's been um, a big part of my life, especially like through my playing career. Um, so I'm a big advocate for like health and wellness. And I, I did used to work with um, uh, people one-to-one -one writing nutrition programs. Uh -huh. And uh, I've just actually completed a diploma in um, skin nutrition. Right. And really want to start specializing and focusing in that area. But I was studying nutritional therapy and, and weight loss nutrition. And when setting up this brand, I really wanted to take a more holistic sort of approach to skincare and skin health. So it's not just about the product itself 
and the value of the routine, but also taking into account the other sort of lifestyle factors around stress, sleep, um, what we consume and what kind of foods and food types can trigger um, bad skin or unhealthy looking skin and what nutrition can support better skin. So it's kind of looking at taking care of your skin from the inside as well as the outside too. And I think when, when you take that approach, that's when you start to see some really great results. Um, and I want to be able to support um, guys out there with that. So. And is it different for every person? Like you can't write one nutrition regime for, you know, it can't be uniform for everyone because everyone's got different types of bodies and immune system, et cetera. And is that the same with skincare as well? Almost that, you know, you can't pretty much blanket everyone with one product for one particular skin. Yeah, hundred percent. And for me, since I started studying nutrition science, the one thing that has always stood out and I'll always believe in is that nutrition is, is deeply personal. Um, what works for one won't work for another. So what we've done, there are some, there are obviously some general rules and general sort of tips that are, are universal, but when it comes to, um, supporting sort of nutrition around skin and skin health, We've, we've put a, um, an assessment, like a personal assessment on the Endure site, which allows individuals to kind of go through um, a number of criteria to produce a, a result. And that result has um, unique recommendations attached to it right. as, as a start. But I think one thing that I'd like to do further down the line is if people do have more concerns about their skin health and, and how it's looking and whether they want to change it is to, is to offer a more personal one-to-one um, right. support system for that. Yeah. That would be really handy. That'd be something I'd be very interested in. I mean, and whilst I've got you, Chris, I may as well give you my diet right now and you can tell me what's good and what's bad. So I have like a liter of water a day that I kind of religiously get through. I hate drinking water, but I kind of plow myself for it. And, and then I can treat myself to a couple of Heineken zeros and a couple of coffees. Uh, I also have like one green sludge, what we call a sludge a day where I put a, uh, a lump of kale, ginger and lemon in and then put that in the Nutri blender and then fizz that up. That's one. And then basically just have kind of whatever fish or, or bread is knocking around in the evening. And because I've got a Russian girlfriend, it's normally like Russian rye bread or buckwheat. Now, how does that sound? Is that okay? Or can I, can I get away with a bit more? <laughs> Yeah, nice. Um, I think the first thing that I always do is look at, um, you know, body weight and then sort of what the goal is. And then also... I want to look uh, good naked. <laughs> <laughs> it, it can be done. It can, it can 100% be done. And, um, and then the split between the macros as well. So split between sort of carbs, fats and proteins and what the sources are. Um, one thing that's quite common is people, people think carbs are the devil. And... I mean, like I said, it doesn't necessarily work for everyone. Some people love keto and they, and they run really well off that as a fuel. Um, but carbs are a great source of fuel. It just depends on where you get them from. Um, fiber is also essential, but at the same time, you have to consider digestion and digesting well and feeling comfortable. Um, so, I mean, so yeah. All in all, sounds good. When yeah. it comes to smoothie, when it comes to smoothies and blending, there's a perception that smoothies are kind of really good for you. I think with the ingredients that you said there, 
like that's that's great um yeah, it's fruit smoothies i've heard that aren't the best but uh we we kind of so we have fruit salad and i know we'll get back to skincare in a minute but i feel like the nutrition element is actually really important because it's uh, i do feel like some of this cross pollinates you know you're you're eating everything and you're drinking everything and that has a reflection on how you look and that comes through your skin and so when we have fruit in the morning we have like bananas i chop up bananas blueberries and uh, strawberries right and that's a that's a fruit mix that we eat but then if it's on the turn, I'll put it in a blender instead and again, fizz that up and then we'll just drink it as a smoothie. Now, is that okay? So when it comes to fruit sort of being blended or turned into fluid, ultimate, ultimately no. I mean, the, like the nutrients are in there, but because you've already gone through that process of turning it into a solid food, which is how it's meant to be consumed, into a fluid when you when you take that in your liver can't process all of that at one go in one hit so like that sugar eventually becomes kind of like toxic it becomes toxic in your body Mm -hmm. because you're meant to eat a banana eat blueberries eat an apple sort of as it is and your body will digest that how it's supposed to right okay it's weird isn't it because you feel like you're just going to mush it up when you eat it anyway into smoothie form in your mouth and then but I guess uh, I guess your body figures that out once it gets down into the into the tracks. Yeah, I mean, there's an assumption that if the nutrients exist in any format and yeah. I can use them, then I'm gonna I'm gonna get the benefit. But it doesn't work like that, unfortunately. And it's it's the same with eggs, right? So cooking an egg, um, I can't remember which way is it. I think fry, frying or poaching an egg um, has more benefit because when you cook it it pulls the protein apart which makes it more sort of bioavailable for your body so your body can actually can actually utilize that protein better than if it's cooked in a different way because the heat pulls the protein apart right so so when rocky gets up in the morning and does like six eggs raw into a glass next them and then does a lap around philadelphia that's no go yeah, might as well cook them. We're going to enjoy them as well. So. <laughs> oh, brilliant. Um, anyway, getting back to skincare uh, and endure skincare. Chris, tell us about the uh, the Kickstarter campaign. So that's just launched in the last couple of days. What, what can uh, people find over on the campaign? Yeah, so Kickstarter has just launched and, yeah, big milestone, really excited about it. And it's because... Um, we we're launching Enduro in January next year, um, so we want to give people the chance to kind of find out more about the brand, um, find out more about sort of who we are, what we do, why we do it, and if they sort of support us as you know with the launch, because this support is going to be essential. It's going to actually allow us to produce the formulas that we've made and actually make them. Um, ready for January. So it's a, it's a huge deal, but we want to kind of give back to that support with as big a discount as, as we can offer. So we're offering 35% off what we think the final price will be. Um, and that'll be sort of a one-time only. Um, so yeah, basically it gives people the chance to pre-order ahead, ahead of January and hopefully build a bit of noise around, around the brand of what we're, what we're doing. Awesome. And you say we, how many people are involved in the project now, in the brand itself? I do say we. 
Um, I've been really fortunate to work with some some great people. I've got a brilliant. Uh, I've worked with a brilliant designer, um, super talented, very creative. We've worked really closely together and for a long time creating the identity for the brand. And then I've also worked with an amazing uh, cinematographer, Dan and Cornwall, to produce a video which kind of captures like the essence of the brand as well. Mm-hmm. And also the lab, the lab have been incredible. I couldn't be happier with like what they've done and the commitment that they've kind of had to the project. Really thorough, and we've fortunately been able to build a really good relationship. So, Great. It's, it's it's really needed all of those components to come together to get it to where it is now. Awesome. Well, congrats, mate, on the brand. Video looks great. People can check that out on the uh, the website. Also, we'll put all the show notes and links over where you can check that out over at menswearstyle.co.uk. Uh, Chris, thanks for taking time out. Oh, I, I did have one last question. I remember uh, we spoke off mic a while ago, and uh, you said you were quite a tall uh, fellow, right? You're about six, seven, something like that? I'm six, ten. Six, ten. Okay, six, ten, even bigger. So, was it always going to be beach volleyball for you? I imagine like, you know, someone of your height, I mean, boxing must have come in there at some point <laughs> as, a, as a thought of something that you can, if you're going to be an athlete, was it always yeah. beach volleyball? Yeah. Different people have made different suggestions about which sport I should have gone into. Basketball obviously was one of them. Oh yeah. But, yeah. but no, I, I always play tennis. Um, not to a particularly high level or good standard, but I always enjoyed playing tennis and, when London held the Olympics or they won the bid to host the Olympics in 2012, that's when UK sport started like a nationwide search for um, sort of tall potential athletes to put into rowing, volleyball and handball right. in, time for the, in time for the Olympics. So, so Steve Redgrave was kind of the ambassador for that program. And yeah, I went through essentially a year of testing and trials um, to be, sort of pushed into one sport right. which ended up being beach volleyball so i joined the university i went to university at bath and joined um the program the, the great britain program over there and yeah i went to full-time training and that was that was back in 2009 wow yeah. and do you miss it at all um i definitely miss like, aspects of it for sure um myself and, and my teammate we did consider or we started to think about the Commonwealth Games next year, um, but I'll go, I'll go into that. We kind of we kind of decided that I think I'm kind of happy to like really sort of move on. That was a great chapter, and I feel now that yeah, ready for this new challenge and and to do something different. And picked up a tennis racket again and enjoying playing tennis. So got something to keep me active and hopefully a bit competitive as well. Is it hard to, or, so I imagine like being an athlete for a large part of your life, you have to be in what I call like fighting weight, right? So you'd like the fighters will try and get into a certain weight or their fighting weight, prime weight for a certain fight. And then outside of that, they'll just be in kind of walking around weight. You know, they don't have to hit the target until maybe a couple of weeks before the fight. Are you now kind of in walking around weight or, you know, holiday weight, you know, how does it work for you? Or do you always try and stay in like fighting weight? I think this is actually some, this is actually connected to Endure and and the brand. I've, when I play beach volleyball full time, you sort of take for granted that you're generally quite fit and healthy because you're training a lot. So you're active a lot, you're in the gym, you're lifting weights 
And there was always a motivation to do that and to stay in shape. I've definitely had a period where I've been less consistent um, in going to the gym and, and kind of staying fit. But one of kind of like the messages behind Endure is um, kind of the value of like persistence and staying consistent and building like healthy routines, healthy habits into your day. And staying fit and healthy is, is one of them. So I am trying to like live that message and I am more consistently active now, like doing cardio and back in the gym. I think there's, I took for granted like the mental benefits of, of um, going to the gym regularly. So yeah, yeah, I'm definitely, I'm yeah, definitely trying to stay fit and healthy for the long term for sure. Good for you, man. Right. And the viewers at home won't be able to see or listeners, I should say, it looks like you've just come back from the gym. <laughs> Either that or it's just been raining outside from where you've been. But uh, he's a man of his words. Uh, Chris, thanks again for, for uh, coming on the podcast. EnduroSkinCare.com and uh, make sure you head over to the Kickstarter campaign. Take a look. Sounds like it's a great place to hang out and uh, see you on the next one. Yeah, thank you very much. Thanks for having me. Thank you. Cheers, mate. Well, how about that? Thank you, Chris. Thank you. For listening once more, EnduroSkinCare.com, the place to go. The website, menswearstyle.co.uk, is the place to go where we put all the show notes and we have other articles on fashion, lifestyle, grooming, etc. And if you want to come on the show, maybe tell us about your brand and your journey. Email us here at info at menswearstyle.co.uk. And until next time.